Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. This is Ursula Odom, and I am going to be your host this morning because Jada Williams is off chasing fame, fortune, and opportunity today. So we get to talk to someone this morning that is exciting because of what he's going to be talking about, and all of us should be interested because we have someone that could relate to all of what he's saying, either because we know someone or that we need to find someone in our lives like this person from what I hear, what I understand already. But as for today and as for this show, this is for you. It is for anyone that is, that is associated with NABWIC, National Association of Black Women in Construction, because it's a resource for you. If you're a member, then your story should be told right here. If you're not a member, listen closely because you should be. If you know someone that should be a member, let them know because all these shows are going to be available for you and them to listen to ongoing. You can come back to this show. In fact, there is a link that you can click on and um, get back to us. Okay. And today, I'm excited about this show because I have a keen interest in the stories of ordinary people that turn into extraordinary people. And I got all indications that that's what we're going to talk about today. Because Mr. Mark Banks will be remembering Wanda Banks. And he is, Mr. Banks is a senior official with over 18 years of federal service and over 36 years of experience as a senior project executive and official leading strategic construction management project in the national capital region and around the country. In this interview, he will recall the legacy and heritage he received from his mother, Wanda J. Banks, a mom in construction and a titan in the construction industry. Wanda J. Banks, Brock, founded WJB and Associates a multifaceted general construction and consulting company. Prior to finding, founding WJB and Associates, Mrs. Banks-Croc was employed in S3, that's system, science, and software, 
As a serial entrepreneur, she established a record shop, a maintenance company, a nightclub, or a nightclub restaurant, that's plural, and was a live entertainment promoter. She lived life on her own terms, constantly reinventing herself, and her let's get it done attitude earned her much respect in the world of business. Can't wait to hear about it. She's a woman of my own heart. So before we do, and the next person you will hear after the commercial will be that of Mr. Banks. Um, Here we go. Hi, my name is Sabrina Miller. I am the owner of MDI General Contracting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a new member of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and I'm excited to celebrate women in the construction industry. I'm most proud about NABWIC's ability to have intertwined itself in the legislative process, which affects all women, and particularly black women in the construction industry, and I'm happy to be a part of that process and help to grow NABWIC's reach in the Pennsylvania area. My name is Sabrina Miller. Please join me in, in celebrating women in construction. And we're back to NABWIC Talks. And this is Ursula Odom, your host for this morning. And I'm going to be joined throughout the conversation by, uh, or join, yeah, Mr. Gerald Barnes and Tonya will be um, joining me as well as we interview Mr. Banks. But let's get started. I can't wait to hear the story because when you have someone talking about a close family member with adoration, that had to be an incredible positive impact um, and, and, and worthy of us knowing about it. So good morning, Mr. Banks. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing very well. I'm so pleased to be here to talk about my mother and her um, ongoings in the construction industry. Great. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I want you to tell us about her. We get a little bit of a feel about her. I want to know how that how that played out in your life. So tell us about her. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, my mother, she was a, she was a very dynamic woman, a very um, just a, you know just a very well exposed, very um, engaging uh, woman. Uh, she was not the the woman that was to be toyed with. She was very serious about the things she did. And as she um, as you stated earlier, she worked for um, Triple Three um, and um, or S and. Um, she um, was always looking to do something outside of, of that environment. And um, she was, her and my father were both uh, senior, um, multiple entrepreneurial um, um, endeavors, had multiple, multiple entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, as I was, before I was um, here on the verse, she had, they had a gas station. My, my father worked in the construction industry himself. He was a mason. And then they moved on into San Diego, moved over to San Diego from Riverside, California and started a um, a barbecue uh, restaurant and um, and also a um, small masonry construction company with my father. And once they um, moved through their lives and became separated and divorced and then turned divorced, um, 
they were she was still engaged in the construction industry, but more so on an advisory kind of role, and that's where she started the consulting business. Um, started out with the consulting business, helping people to identify um, opportunities in the um, construction and um, contracting world. Uh, she um, as she they as she grew in the industry, she recognized some deficiencies in opportunities for African Americans in the San Diego area. Um, <clears throat> so she started a, um, in, in trying to support her brother, who was actually a carpentry um, contractor. So my father was a specialty in the masonry industry, and my father and my uncle was a, a, had a specialty in the carpentry um, discipline. And so she saw them having major difficulties in obtaining um, major contracts. So she felt that it would be a good thing at that point. She had experienced, had gained so much experience in the consulting area and doing networking and um, small business marketing types of opportunities. Um, she decided she would go into construction because there was a movement in the community. This was back in the 70s. There was a movement in the community um, to move towards um, minority participation and particularly uh, with an advantage for women-owned minorities. Um, opportunities. So she felt that building a, a general contracting company would be the avenue that would help her brother primarily, but also my father, who was her, um, who was also in the missionary business, who was also in the business. She felt that would be a good way to help build the economy. And she also worked to start up the, um, um, worked with a group of uh, Black Contractors Association, which is still in existence in San Diego, um, to develop that program in order to build better opportunities for uh, contractors in the San Diego area. So she was a very dynamic woman, a very well-spoken woman, very well. She carried herself very well and was able to secure and to um, help many contractors in the San Diego area to, um, to build their businesses and to become a viable um, community-based operation in the, in the San Diego area. So she was a very dynamic woman. Um, I'm not sure what else I can add to that, but... Um, she had uh, several opportunities. She also had a dual residency where she stayed on the East Coast in Washington, D.C., and, and provided services there and also worked with legal firms to set up um, to further um, enhance the minority, operate, minority opportunities throughout the country. So that was kind of her background, and that's where um, and she, was, she um, actually studied uh, law. She did not finish and get her bar study at Passed the bar, but she did study law at Pepperdine University. Wow. So when you were talking about um, your mother and father working together in the same industry, it reminded me of a, a story about um, a couple in 1851, believe it or not, where this young lady um, was interested in getting married, but her father was a sailor, and she was determined that she was not going to marry anybody that wasn't a sailor. She just wasn't going to do it. And she held out until she found someone, and obviously it was the right thing to do because the two of them broke two records sailing from New York down south all the way around to, to um, San Francisco. They did that twice in 1851, and it was navigated by the woman which was unheard of back then. So um, I, was, I, I was a little saddened when I heard that your parents got divorced, but, hey, they broke a record. They had somebody that 
now is on air saying good things about them. So they did what they were supposed to do. Now tell us how that played out in your life. <laughs> well, it was very interesting because um, as, as a, we, my brother and I, um, have, I have um, a young older brother uh, who is a physician in Oakland at this point. Um, and my brother and I worked for my dad consistently through the summers and the weekends. So we learned the business very young. We both uh, graduated from high school with our um, apprenticeship cards, and I graduated, I finished up with my journeyman card in masonry um, before I left high school. Um, <clears throat> and so we worked diligently in the, in, the, in the field with my father, but we also had the opportunity to kind of be at my mom's knee during negotiations and things like that. She was, at that point, she was a single parent. Um, she did have my father in the, in the area, but she was a single parent, and she had to utilize different resources to make sure she could conduct her business. So some of those resources were self-provided by being babysitter at the office. So we had a great, great opportunity to be able to sit beside my mother and as she was conducting business and doing things and negotiating and things of that nature. And for me, that seeing both sides of the business, um, being on the real negotiating side, setting setting up at the time I didn't know what I, what, what it was but it did give me an earshot of this um, of this knowledge so seeing the side from my father's side where he was more of the execution of construction and seeing that process work out and understanding um, how to do cost estimating and doing looking at drawings and things of that nature was great a great benefit for me but also looking at the side with my mother being able to sit like I said be at her knee as she was doing conducting her businesses and um, and doing negotiations and talking to um, large owners and other large contractors to set herself in position to be able to help the smaller um, subcontractors obtain work. It was a great piece of, um, of knowledge that I was acquiring without even knowing it. And as I grew in the industry, it also made me more of an entrepreneurial uh, type because I do have a a small business that I have been running for several years, over 20 years, and as I continue with uh, my full-time job. Uh, <clears throat> but it gave me that opportunity. and also helped me greatly in doing what I'm doing now because when I came out of school, I, I came to work. I went for an architect. I went to work for an architect's office. Didn't find that to be exciting to me or pleasing to me, so I went back to work for my father in the construction business. And as I was doing that, I obtained um, some knowledge and some insight on what they call owner's rep construction management, project management. Didn't know what that was at the time, but I was facilitating um, between the owner, the architect, and the contractor to execute the projects in a manner that the owners expected because some of the issues that were occurring on our projects were um, owners were saying, well, this is a great project, but it wasn't what I expected. I expected something different. And so that gave me an opportunity to see that little um, nugget in the business so I could um, understand how to be that facilitator. And as I came to Washington, D.C., I became aware of this owner's rep project management role. So I think my mother's experience, the experience I gained from my mother at her side during that time gave me a bit of the ability to be able to, to navigate from the design aspect of construction and into the, the business side of it and into the construction activity. So that was a great um, bit of experience, and it also gave me an opportunity to see how the dynamic of how do you take a position that is not well regarded as being a woman in construction and take that position and massage it into a position where 
you can be a favor. And so that technique helped me as being an African-American male in the industry to take that kind of the same approach and navigate through the, the challenges that, um, that we, we, we are um, confronted with in the industry of being the lesser in the industry. So I was able to navigate that. I believe that's what um, catapulted me to the position where I am now, um, which is a very unique position where I'm, you know, in charge of a $4 billion project that typically doesn't lend itself to the opportunity of African-Americans in, in this industry. So I think being by her side really gave me an opportunity to be able to navigate both the construction side and the business side of the, the high, the more of the higher level business um, side of the industry. So they, I think, gave me a, her, her great knowledge of, of, the, of the business. Okay, so <laughs> you said so many things that that I I want to respond to. I mean, it was just a, several gems. But one of the things that you reminded me of, um, well, I'll come back to that. But you know, the last thing you just said was how it impacted your life and the fact that you have business and um, construction. What was going through my mind as you were saying that is that men can't have, well, I won't say the word can't, but what a wonderful example of how to prove that you can do something than to have a, a a dynamic woman. When you see a woman doing something like this and you know that you're physically capable of doing it, um, and then when you have the emotional tie, obviously that, that just catapults it. But women can be a wonderful example at least that's what you put in my head just then how how it must how it must positively impact someone who's looking to learn from a dynamic woman like that cuz she's proof that it can be done against all of the well, odds yeah and i think i think one thing that um came out of that and i and i'm a strong advocate for women in construction i've, I've i have women that i've mentored in the business and they're um, doing well in the business but the one thing that I did, um, I think, came through all that experience and that being being by my mom's side, is that how men tend to push the push the process of 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 the industry. And I'm, I'll use that for any industry, but I'll stay with the construction industry. But men tend to push it as as a force to get things done where women tend to have more of a of a holistic nurturing approach, which on the business side of the of the of the spectrum, that tends to be a more um, advantageous way of procuring work. So um I think that piece of I and mean, that's why I'm I'm a strong advocate um you know I have like I said I have several Proteges that are actually my boss is now I used to mentor and she is now my boss as a, as a director of a of a division and um, <clears throat> so and so I advocate that highly because I think that the women in the industry can bring a different perspective and bring a different quality of work to the program to the construction program to give us that more of a you know as we're moving through this, this um, diversity integration. And, uh, diversity and inclusion process, 
right now, that diversity is something that the construction industry needs in a great way um, to be able to um, make structures more of a pleasant of a pleasure product as opposed to a, of a functional product. So I think that's a very a very strong piece that I think inherently women bring to the table. So when there was a time when I worked for um, a Fortune 500 company and was in management, and the day that I was talking to the staff and one of the team members said to me, and I don't even think she meant it in a positive way, but she said, Ursula, it's as if you open doors. No, no, that's not what she said. She said, Ursula, it's as if you work for us instead of we work for you. I was so happy with that statement, I didn't know what to do. I said, you got it. That's exactly it. My job is to open doors for you. She was so sorry she said that to me because I used it as an example for I don't know how long. <laughs> but I think that's the spirit that, that women do bring to the table when they when when they realize that they have that kind of um, opening for life. There was something else that you said that, that um, triggered when you when you were talking about what you learned from your mother through osmosis, basically, I remember I was in sales when I was younger, when my children were younger, and I think my daughter was maybe eight or nine years old, and she came home and she said, "I got an appointment for you." I said, "What?" She said, "Here, I got a telephone number for you." I said, "Okay." So, you know, I had the call just out of pure curiosity. And what the woman told me when, and she accepted the appointment, she says, your daughter walks up to me and says, are you making all the money you want to make? Because if you're not, my mom can help you out. Do you want to talk to her about that? And <laughs> and she was curious, so she gave her the number. Come to find out, the reason that my daughter did that is because she had a little daughter that, that she had met at school, and she wanted to go over and play with the child. <laughs> and um, the the thing that my grandmother did is that I saw one photograph of her sitting in front of a store that she owned, and I never saw the store because it was torn down by the time I came on on site. But that image, I think, is the reason that I quote have an entrepreneurial spirit to this day. And I am in business as well. So when I heard that you were going to be talking about your mom, I, I just was waiting to hear what what manifested um, throughout your life, and I'm hearing it all over the place. So I'm going to go to commercial because I'm talking too much. And then when we come back, Daryl and Tonya, get ready because I'm going to call on you to join the conversation and um, find out more pearls of wisdom here. Well, my name is Robin Donaldson from Tampa, Florida. My business, Renew Construction Services, we provide construction services, um, specifically large event cleaning and janitorial services, as well as janitorial supplies. NAVWIC saved my life. It gave me life. It blew life into me uh, because I had found myself in school studying for architectural design. And I did not have an exit plan. So 
anyone out there who is or who has a dream and do not know how to implement that dream, I would highly, highly recommend NABWIC as a place to start because there you're going to get your foundation, you're going to understand your why, you're going to create a plan, and then you're going to be taught how to implement that plan. And when I started with NABWIC, again, I was in school, I just started the company, I was doing residential cleaning, and as a result of everything that I've learned and implemented, I went from the toilet bowl to the Super Bowl. And I couldn't say it any better than that. No, you couldn't, Donaldson. Um, that is, I know her, and she's doing extremely well and got her start right here with NABWIC. And this could be your story as well. Super Bowl contract. Isn't that something? Okay, so we're going to broaden it a little bit. Speaking with Mark Banks, and he's talking about the Awesome Wanda Banks, who was a trailblazer and has made an impact on this world and certainly on him. Now, I'm bringing into the conversation Mr. Gerald Barnes so that he can um, share some wisdom and ask some great questions of this this person because I know he's waiting in the wings to make that happen. Good morning, Gerald. Good morning. And, you know, patience is a virtue. And listening to you, um, it just makes it just a wonderful opportunity just to transition to have a conversation that continues with talking to Mark since he's so close to me now. That makes me excited because we're building um, our area here in the uh, National Capital Region to do more and get connected more. So definitely want to have some more conversation. But one thing I think about, Mark, because every day is Mother's Day, no matter how you bring it to this world, every day we're celebrating mothers and those men, fathers, brothers, uncles that work with them. What was the toughest part about working in this industry with your mother. Well, in, in in actuality, you know, when 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 I was growing up, I was it's at um I was I was fairly young, so I wasn't really engaged in the in the in the, bat, in the business side of it, but I did see some of the remnants of you know the sexism, racism um, type of issues that that it surfaced, and for me having to see those kinds of things go on when she was doing a project for the um, San Diego um, University, University of San Diego, um, there was a um, a union strike. And <clears throat> there was a, you know, at, at one point she was going through a whole lot of, it was a big project, so there was a, and she had general contracted it, and she had my father as a subcontractor, my uncle as another subcontractor, and several other um um, minority contractors working in subpositions, and so when the strike occurred, there was, and I believe the strike was in the <clears throat> in the contra- concrete sector, so it was impacting my father the greatest, and it was at the point of the project where it was very early, so <clears throat> during the foundation setting and that kind of thing. So that stress that was 
she was under during that time was just it was it was painful for the family because she was she you know she was at the edge of losing everything and in the beginning there was a lot of pushback and there wasn't a lot of um concern with her operation because the other the union folks and the other contractors that were in the business were just kind of looking at her as being you know as a as a novelty and they weren't taking her seriously so uh, but in seeing that um it, it really put a lot of stress on her family et cetera et cetera but in seeing that and watching that formulate through and, ha- and seeing how my mother manipulated and moved through the process gave me a great amount of ex- respect for like I said earlier how women approach work, how they approach the process as opposed to pushing through the mm-hmm. the problem like my dad was telling my mother, I remember this conversation they were in a, in in her in her office <clears throat> and in this conversation. You know, my father, who was a union um, contract himself, said, well, we're just going to respect the union. We're going we're to just wait this thing out, et cetera, et cetera. She said, no, this is a major flagship project for us. We need to get this thing moving, et cetera, et cetera. And to watch her move through that process and hear the things, most of the conversations that I heard about that were later in my life when I was maybe in my late teens and whatnot, where she had kind of she had worked through the process and was able to work a deal with the union because of this high this um, high level institute of education um, uh, project, she was able to work with the unions to be able to get the particular bring in scab laborers to do the work and not be in violation of the union rules and those kind of things. I'm not really going to the particulars of, but I do know that she worked these channels with her ability to look at it as a holistic problem as opposed to being an individual labor problem. And she was able to complete the concrete work, get into the vertical work, and complete the project. So that level of being able to work with her, see her operate in that environment was a great tool or great, yeah, I guess a great tool for me to, to put in my tool bag later in my life so I can then understand how to negotiate, how to not be so aggressive in a lot of different situations where I can just lay back and understand the problem and then work through the problem in a way that it benefits the entire program as opposed to just benefiting the owner or benefiting the um, the provider. So I think just getting that kind of knowledge from my mom was, was a great attribute or great additive to my career. Yeah, I commend you on that retaining from a young age, bring it into truly, truly understood, and now applying it to others and mentoring um, young, younger people and really growing this thing called black women and minorities in construction. That's commendable, man. And we definitely appreciate it. And it's kind of like the, the walk that we want to do. We don't want to be separate. We want to be equal. And you're just making that mold true. And I'm glad glad that we got the opportunity to speak to you today as well. Now, my next question would be, how and when will we be able to support you with the sisters and brothers here at NABWIC? What would you look for for us, from us, to really grow your business to the next level and then get you into a full stream of supporting black women and minorities in construction? Well, that's a good question. That's a, a great question. Um, as you, you know, just 
for instance, I have a on on the the St. Elizabeth um we have I shouldn't say I have we have on the St. Elizabeth campus we're redeveloping the um Department of Homeland Security. Um we actually have an opportunity trailer there on site. So we would greatly appreciate and greatly love the opportunity to spread the word in that regard. Um so if there's folks in the Washington metropolitan area that are looking for opportunities we do have an opportunity trainer there available to seek opportunities, and we do have a strong um, program there um, that can support the community and the <clears throat> women in construction, women in, and minorities in construction. Um, also, um, I have a, a, a mentoring program um, that we mentor young kids, high schoolers, um, from the age of 14 to 18, and introduce them to the construction industry. And we all, and so if there's young people that you know of or in your network that are interested in the industry, um, I have a, we, they can come to, come to Wise Builders is the name of the organization. Come to Wise Builders, we'll introduce them to the industry, mentor them through high school and college. And then when they come out of college, we actually have a mentoring program that helps them navigate through the industry to be able to, in my experience, coming through school and whatnot, there, was a, there wasn't a lot of resources for, uh, aspiring architects and engineers to understand how to navigate through the industry to do, become project managers, to become facility managers, to become um, uh, um, construction managers, et cetera, et cetera. We're all kind of going to our industry just thinking about design and those kinds of those kinds of areas of profession. We help them through that process, and we also with that we also help um, contractor people that are in the business navigate through the industry, select people. So those are two two opportunities that um, okay. that this organization can help us with and grow without throughout the metropolitan area because that's where we're existing at this point. But yeah, those are two opportunities. Well, if you hear a whole lot of screeching and and cheering, those are people stopping on the highways and byways of Washington D.C. and headed toward St. Elizabeth's campus. So. You got a lot of people that's going to say, "Uh oh, we got some help here." So we definitely mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do you really like to transition from? How long have and don't forgive me for asking this question. How long have you been in the uh, DMV? I turned. I came to DMV in eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven. So I've been here. Okay, so you quite some time. You know the lay of the land. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, okay. I've built all over the country. All right. Well, we got a lot of listeners all over the country, so we want them to really stop looking and listen to what we have here and go ahead and support and also be supportive. Great. Yes, great. sir. I think well, we do, first, if we do it together, to we'll, we'll move We'll move more rapidly together. That is Thank real. you. Thank you to both of you. What a great line of questions and, and responses. So um, I'm going to be coming to Tonya in just a minute, but we have, have the founder um, on with us, so I'm giving her a heads up that I'm about to call on her. And while we're waiting for her to get ready to come in and talk to you, because I know that everything that you've said it would resonate with her because she is like the same person as I hear your mother is. I mean, dynamic women, making changes, making, I mean, leading the way. 
So my question to you while we're waiting for her to get Mike find out about Navwick. Well, I've seen Navwick on um on LinkedIn, um, doing running running ads there, running um posts there, and then Tonya uh introduced me to Navwick primarily. That's perfect. So Ann has joined us, and you've just introduced Tonya, so Tonya follows Ann, all right? And uh, Tonya, you can take it in. But Ann? <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, 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 yes. This is Ann McNeil, the master wealth builder, helping to build stronger and better lives and businesses, on, uh, and is the founder of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and a mother in construction. My heart is so warm listening to you. Uh, I'm in the process of going through the transition, if you will, you know, that family legacy, the program where you actually begin to legally look at transitioning not just your life but everything you do and, uh, and becoming familiar with the term G1, G2, G3. E4, and that's a generation. And so I'm not now. I'm assuming you you are G2 since your mom is G1, and just listening to you, knowing that I I have two daughters that are not in the business or have a desire to be back in the business, and I'm now working on G3, which are my grandchildren, which my youngest grandchild is six, and my oldest grandchild is 20. So I'm working on those two. And listening to you this morning gives my heart such warmth. And thank you, Jill, for this, and Tanya, uh, for this new uh, platform. I'm loving it. Because what it's helping us to really see is that we can be more intentional in our family as we build these businesses. I'm 45 years in the construction industry in Florida, and I can definitely relate to everything you're saying, especially in regards to concrete, because I did concrete for 20 years to make a country, all of our flagship projects in our county, I have been on and we've placed the concrete for. So I want to thank you so very much, but I definitely off this line would love for us to connect with you strategically, either as a member or a partner or something, because I think that it's what you're doing that we don't get to hear very much about. And so, uh, but I will have to wrap up with my question which is uh, what's the next generation looking like for you as you know as you look at um, transitioning now not necessarily right now but what's the next 40 years look like for you in terms of your children and your grandchildren thank you so very much uh, for your response and Ursula and team thank you so very much for this awesome podcast thank you So this is this is Mark. So if that question is posed to me, I think, <clears throat> well, what I've done in the, my, none of my kids are in the industry, but um, what I've learned through that process is that what my father and my mother did with me and got me motivated into the industry, made me motivated into the industry, was they showed me the positive sides of the industry, and um, where I felt that the industry was in an enjoyable place to be, where. I worked on construction sites. I was in the office with my mother. I was in the office with my father, and I was able to see the the, the fruits of their labor. And also, they weren't 
so focused on giving me the um, the hard knocks of the business. They were more they were more in tune with or sharing with me more of the um, positive side of the business, and <clears throat> so that motivated me to want to be in the construction business. My brother, who's in who was a physician, is not in the industry, but he still enjoys dabbling into the industry from the business side of the. Um, of the of the industry, the mistake that I made, I feel I made in, re- in rearing my children. They saw more of the, um, the the pains of the business. So when they would go to work with me, they would work hard. They would not see they'd see me leaving every morning, early in the morning, those kinds of things. And they said, I don't want to do that. I want to have a different type of career. So for me, transferring this knowledge and however my grandkids who are seeing me in the industry are seeing interest. So I have three grandkids that are interested in following into the industry, into becoming builders, becoming um, contractors, becoming engineers, architects, and those kinds of things. So I think what has happened in my latter years, they've seen the softer side, they've seen the more pleasure side of the business, the more interesting side of the business, whereas in the younger kids when I was bringing up my children, they were seeing more of my labor within the business. So I think – as we go through the process, most of the kids today, or most of the folks that get into the construction industry, get into the construction industry by coincidence, by habits that it's something a need-based situation as opposed to a desire. So, and I'm finding that out through through my mentor program when kids are getting into when adults are getting into the industry, they're in, they're getting into the industry by um, just by chance or by need. Whereas with the younger kids, they're starting to see the positive sides of the industry and are wanting to get into the industry because of that, because of the wealth building opportunities, because of the freedom, because of the opportunity to be able to be exposed to things that they see their parents aren't being exposed to because they're every day going into a, you know, a stagnant office and having to do repetitive work and they're, they want to see more and they want to be able to see things that are fruits of their labor, as as we do in our business, and seeing buildings being built and roads being built, et cetera, et cetera. And we come back to that after they're built and say, hey, I built that. So I think showing kids or showing young people the positive side of the industry will make them more inclined. And also the financial side of the industry, which is one of the positive sides, but more the financial side of the industry to get them engaged in the business. This is Ursula. It is so funny. You just confirm what I was thinking because when my kids were coming up, um, they just kind of like went away. They didn't want anything to do with it because they thought I worked too hard. But mm-hmm. and 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 I was a, a fan of my grandmother. And what I just saw happen with Ann McNeil is that I saw her and her granddaughter in action. And I felt that same connection watching them. And you just put the two together. Um, they, they, when they see us working so hard, there's nothing attractive about that. Mm-hmm. But when they see us enjoying life and kicking back and saying this is what I did, then they, they may, you know, listen a little bit more. And mm-hmm. my, my kids right now, I see the benefit of them they're having been around me because I see some things that I I know they got from me. And they're finally coming around to utilizing those things, different parts. But early on, mm they didn't want anything to do with it. So Tanya, 
available for this. Thank you very much. Great conversation so far. And I guess I should let you in. <laughs> hey, yes, Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mark. Yes, this is. I knew this was going to be one of my favorites of all time because of this, because of the story. I mean, when I first, first of all, I know you um, just throughout your career and um, you've been a mentor to me, you know, just watching you throughout the years um, through the circles in D.C. throughout my career. And to hear the story of where it all started with Miss Wanda Jean, it was just, it was amazing. It's a story that needs to be told because as a black woman in construction in 2023, you know, we're still jumping over those hurdles. I can't even imagine what Ms. Wanda Jean jumped over in in the 1970s, and you know, she 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 made it, you know, and and it really drove you to where you are and being successful in this business. So you know, I really loved hearing about the butter of Ms. Wanda Jean, how she was able to finesse those situations and make sure that she she took her success and how it passed down to you, um, even with the work that you're doing with the Wise Builders Ministry. I think it's important because you have allowed um, yourself and others to remain true to our faith, you know, which is something that is, is sometimes it can be a struggle with the career in construction, but just staying true to your faith and, you know, developing a sound walk with Christ as, as you pursue your career elevation. And I think that is very important because we often in this industry, especially with women, feel that we have to assimilate and change who we are you know, in order to make it in his career. But the answer is no. Let's meet each other where we are and support one another. Um, but I wanted to speak about, you know, being an entrepreneur and definitely thinking about, you know, what you go through in your career and what Ms. Wanda Jean experienced um, you being an entrepreneur. You're going to hear a lot of no's, so I want you to give advice to our listeners on how to flip those no's into opportunities. Well, like, you know, like I said, Tanya, earlier, you know, we have to look at to take those no's and and flip them to a positive opportunity. We have to look at the entire scope of the concern or the scope of the question. And so, once you do that, you can always figure out a way. We in our industry, we always want to work to the yes, right? And so, we always want to make sure that the customer is getting what the customer is getting. We always want to make sure that the contractor is being is being treated fair and reasonable and not being you know overburdened with uh, owner request and not being able to get paid for it. Okay, <laughs> so I think when you when you look at it and that with my mother's the example that I stated earlier was looking at the full picture and then being able to look at it holistically. I should I bring that term back in holistically and be able to work to the positives for each individual. I I told a story on on um, to you earlier, Tanya, Tanya about. Um, me being in Mississippi doing a project and the contractor that was um, running that project made it clear to me that he was going to represent his company in a fashion to where he had no dealings with me only to get the check. And then what would in return, and, and, and so that really put a burden on me receiving that and during that meeting, but as opposed to looking at it pushing through it as I would normally do, as you would normally do as a, as a, as a in my position, from my, my opinion, a man would normally do is push through that and basically turn back with another offense. And then that pulls a wall between the project and the, and the owner's team. So what, what I did using one of the techniques that I saw my mother using was just to relax, lay back, understand what the what is the concern of this gentleman, 
and then respond back in a, in a way that benefits the team as opposed to benefiting my individual ego or whatever the case may have been. Um, so I think that holistic approach and trying to find out getting to the yes of all solutions helps us through that no's, those no's that we get when we get a customer that doesn't want to do business with us because they don't think we have the expertise. We have to explain to them or display to them how our expertise was was developed, the challenges that we've gone through in order to get here, and then be able to show them how we can satisfy the commitment um, from a technical and a management position um, forthright. So I think those are the things that help us get to that yes. I love that. That's going to be our new slogan for the year, get to that yes. Thank you so much, Mark, for that message. Okay. Thank you. So, so, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Mark, you were asking Tony a question? No, I was just I was I was just gonna feed back and say thank you. But Oh. Okay. Yeah. And thank you to Tonya too, because this has been a great conversation and she's responsible for connecting with you, so hats off to her. <laughs> okay. So as um Jada would say, now we get to the hard question. What books are you reading? Oh, boy. <laughs> so um, recently I've, been, I've read um, Business Secrets from the Bible. How do you like that one? <laughs> I do. And, and does it- Business Secrets. Okay. Got Business Secrets from the Bible. This book I read. This uh, the the reason I read this book is because I was um, I've always been um, very um, aggressive in my business um, um, in my business pursuit. And one of my um, when my when I was presented with this ministry program um, idea, I had to figure out how does this work with what I'm trying to do. And someone referred this book to me. I read this book, and this book really gave me a great insight on the parallels of business and biblical principles. And I'm a very, very strong, very uh, strong believer in my in my faith. And um, but this book was able to lend me to the point to where I could really look into how do I give back to my community in a way that will benefit them without offending. Other folks that are tied to the, that are in, engaged in um, in the church process and in, in the Christian process. So um, that's a book that I recently read, and I'm reading a lot of books, different books. But I'm reading currently, not reading a lot of books on on the industry, um, more so because <clears throat> I've been in the industry for so long. I, I just um, I'm basically working on experience now. Okay, so I'm an author and a publisher. And a legacy writer, create legacy walls. And when you say you've been in the industry so long, um, you're looking at something else. Well, it's time for you to write the book. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I've, been, I've been told that. I've been told that. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been. That's been. That's been mentioned to me normal time. I'll, I'll give you another book that I'm. I'm just. I haven't started reading it, but I just picked it up last week. Um, Disruptive. Of disruptive thinking, um, uh, by by T D Jakes. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you very much for that. And um, since Jada is not here, you should hear her voice. And I'm, and because of what I just did, I'm going to play this. I'm ready. Are you ready? The time is now to amplify your life and create your signature book. And what better time than this weekend to start moving towards your dreams? You will be amazed at how much you can get done in one weekend if you only knew what to do. Your book journey is waiting for you, so take the first step. Purchase the book, then connect with Ursula Oldham, your book coach at Sula2 Publishing. Ursula10k.com, E-R-S-U-L-A-1-0-K.com. So you can't tell me that you're sitting on a lot of wisdom and you're going to not pass it on. That's the point of that, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I read you loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, me or somebody else, it doesn't matter. But don't, you, you know, this is our this is our cultural intellectual property that you have that you possess, um, and we are at risk of that going. Now, your mother passed it on to you, and if your children are not ready right now. If you write it down, one day they will be. So that's my thought. So true. So true. <laughs> and thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. And so apparently everyone else has too because they had great questions as well. So for everyone else, you know where to find us every Wednesday right here at 830. Um, NABWIT Talks. And next week, Jada should be back. And all that energy she, she all of that energy she brings with her. And again, thank you, Mr. Barnes. Well, I thank you and I really appreciate this opportunity to share some of the experiences I've had with my from my mother's experience and my, my father's experience. And like I said, the the biggest thing right now is to engage women into the industry so that we can have a much more diverse input into what we're doing from day to day. And I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, see you all next week. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.